first, we want to uh, welcome to the show on our KTR Newsmaker line, Dr. Dr. Patrick Wanis, and he is a body language expert. And, and, and I now watch debates. Heck, I, I, I interact with humans differently from having Uh-oh. talked to you, doctor. It's great to have you back. Thanks, Bruce. That's just because you're highly intelligent. Oh, <laughs> wow. The Mario mutual admiration society yeah. continues. I want to get some of your takes from last night, and let's start right at the beginning because it was relatively telling, and I was looking at it. They didn't shake hands at the beginning. They walked on stage, and instead of shaking hands like they did at the first one, and you told us kind of what to look for during the handshake, they didn't. What did that tell you right off the bat? Well, again, I think that both of them were coached, and in this case, Hillary Clinton was probably told, do not shake hands with him because you have to express some sense of disgust at what was revealed over the weekend regarding that that videotape of, uh, of you know, the lewd conversation and the vulgarity, etc., that Donald Trump had said. So she has to distance herself. If she went straight in and shook his hand, then it appears that she's condoning what has just been revealed about him. So it's actually a good way for her to start that debate by already being slightly offensive, and she, again, is the first to turn away from him. Mm. Okay. So what did you make of um, Donald Trump kind of pacing during the debate? Now, town hall debates are difficult because you only have a stool to sit at. You don't really have a podium to stand behind. And it's like this theater in the round. And what do you do with your body when the other person is speaking? And he seemed to pace back and forth. What was your takeaway from that? There there were actually two versions of Donald Trump. There was the first version, which I'm going to explain in a moment. Then there was the second that sort of got just bored with the whole thing. So let's come to the first version of Donald Trump, which was the predator. This is where he put on the ultimate alpha male, as described by a UK politician, the leader of Brexit, Nigel Farage, who said Donald Trump was a silverback gorilla. So what you see is Donald Trump looming, stalking, prowling, threatening, hunting, intimidating, and menacing Hillary Clinton. He comes right next to her. He comes right behind her. He invades her personal space. He's threatening her. He's trying to dominate her, and he's saying, this is my territory, almost like the lion, not just the gorilla. It's my territory, and he's trying to push her away. She, of course, was coached, so she, throughout the whole time, was very poised, very calm, very, very almost calculated in her responses, but very poised, calm, and confident. Now, you mentioned another thing, Pamela, about the stool. Mm-hmm. The, the way to express the ultimate level of confidence without provocation is to sit on your stool when the other person is talking. Now, of course, Donald Trump interrupted her many, many times, and I, I think it was, there was almost no situation where she interrupted him. I think he was coached, as well as maybe part of it was his ego, to say, come on the offensive, begin with the offensive, to try and sort of get people to forget about what everyone's just learned about your videotape from 2005. I think he did that. And then the real Donald Trump takes over, which is, if I'm not the center of attention, if I'm not in command 100%, I get bored, I get tired, I become disengaged. There is, on my website, I've posted a page already with various screenshots and snapshots from the debate. And there's one there where you see him circling away from the actual debate when she's talking. It's not just that he's bored with her, he's bored with the whole thing. <laughs> and he's, he's turning away as if he wants to escape, as if he like, says, I want to go home, I don't even want to be here. So it, 
it's, it's completely erratic. And we must also make mention of a couple of other things that are really interesting, Bruce and Pamela. One is that he, he sniffed or sniffled yeah, over again. 80 times. It's a bad mic. I'm telling you, they brought the mic from the last debate over to this one, and all it does is catch sniffles. Well, you see it if you watch the video. You actually see his gestures of sniffling. I don't know what that is, and it's, there's only one of two possibilities. There's some sort of medical disorder, or the anxiety and the nervousness is actually impacting him. Otherwise, why are you doing this? Yeah. Is he, does he, you know, it, it seems very, it's a very strange action. There's a couple of other things that are particularly interesting. There is a shot on my website on this, on this page, and I'm going to post uh, the, the audio of our interview at the end of it. But there's a shot there of the Trump family. And Baron Trump, who's 10 years of age, drops his head, and he's covering his, heads are, his head is in his hands. He's covering his head with his hands as if to express either disbelief, tiredness, shame, or humiliation. And it's hard to know because I don't know exactly what was being said at that moment. But it's a very strange thing to see a little boy who's there at the debate who should be proud of his father actually with his head down in his hands. Right. Mm. And, and hadn't been coached necessarily like well, that. Yes. Dr. Dr. Wanis, thank you so very much.